Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. Today, I'm going to be talking about distractions because for this quick nudge, I'm kind of living it right now. So it's very easy to get distracted by the world and all that's in it and with all the things going on, life and work and business and family and to take our eyes off Christ. So one of the ways I'm getting a handle on that is doing a Bible study that is for the whole year where you read a little bit of the Old Testament, a little bit of the New Testament, and then either Psalms or Proverbs. And that is through uh, Bible in 365, which is free. And it's through Erica Kirk's business, Proclaim Streetwear. And she was a guest on my podcast. And that will be aired. Or maybe it was already aired by the time you hear this. So I just wanted to give you guys some verses that talks about distraction in the scriptures. So I just thought I would rattle off some and then I'll go slow enough so you can take them down. You can always replay it and see the verses, you know, that I read. So first of all, what the scripture teaches us about overcoming distractions in 1 Corinthians 7.35, it says, and this I say for your own benefit, not to put a restraint upon you, but to promote what is seemly and to secure undistracted, undistracted devotion to the Lord. So this is Paul writing and it's in Corinthians and he says, He is not saying this of what he had just finished saying, not for, you know, your own benefit, but also so you can secure undistracted devotion to the Lord, which I thought was really good. And then we're going to skip over to Mark. And of course, I had it marked. And now because I'm flipping through my bottle, I lost it. But Mark 4, 19. And it's talking about the parable of the sower and the soils. So if you're reading that, that is going to be in Mark 4. And he just got through talking about all the different kinds of seed and what they mean. And he explains it all. But at the bottom on 4, 18 and 19, it says, And others are the ones on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word and the worries of the world and this deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So it's talking about people getting distracted by the worries of the world, which I thought was really good because sometimes even if we're being distracted by things that we do need to be concerned about, if concern goes into worry, it does get us distracted. And then as far as being distracted from God by the world, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So this is really good to remember when you're trying to discern what is the will of God, 
And it's telling you, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. What is good and acceptable and perfect. And then where it's talking about, we must stay focused on Christ. Hebrews 12, 2. Fixing our attention on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith, who in view of the joy set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we're supposed to be fixing our attention on Jesus. And Colossians 3, 1 through 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And when I read that one, I'm reading it off of an online. So I do not know which translation it is. But for some of you guys who don't know this, a lot of times people like to say, well, we really don't know what the Bible said because there's all these different versions. But really, it's more of translations. So if you, I'm going to read that one out of my Bible so you can see, sort of see the differences. Because, okay, so this version, this translation, the one I just read, says, if ye, Y-E, then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Okay, so to give you an idea of a different translation, on my Colossians 3, 1 through 2, it says, If then you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. So as you can see, it's very, very close. One says set your affection on, and one says set your mind on things above. So it's very close. So the translation might be slightly different, but the meaning in most cases is the same. And so when people say there's all these different, you know, nobody really knows what the Bible says because there's different versions it's not versions as much as it is translations and it's so close it doesn't usually does not change the meaning of the sentence it's just a different way of saying the same exact thing so it's no offense to them but it is spoken out of a place of ignorance in most cases proverbs 4 25 look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you and then they talk about the dangers of taking your eyes off Christ. So, for instance, Peter got distracted by everything around him. <laughs> and in Matthew 14, 28 through 31, Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come on. So Peter got down out of the boat, started walking on the water and came to Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he shouted, Lord, save me. At once, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him and asked him, you who have so little faith, why did you doubt? And I think one of, I do not know, let me check before I speak, but I do believe on one of the gospels, it does talk about taking his, he took his eyes off of Jesus. So let me see. 
And for those also who might not know, when you get into the New Testament, where they're talking, the Bible's talking all about the early life of Christ and up until his crucifixion, and then the acts of the apostles after Jesus rose, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all four accounts of Jesus's life until he was crucified. And all four are written by four different people. And they have different ones bring out different uh, uh, details and a different way of feeling it. Like Luke was a doctor, so it's very methodical, very matter of fact. And John was more of a emotional feeler. So he talks about the feelings of different things. So that's also important to know. So if you're reading the Bible for the first time, that's why when you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they seem like you just read that. It's because you did. It's it's the same account from four different people's perspective. And so on my Matthew 14, 28 through 31, and I'll end with this. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So when they got back into the boat, the wind stopped. So... Anyway, it's just, I just wanted to remind everybody to, and it remind myself too, to always keep my focus on what's important. And it's not just one of the things in our lives that are important. It is the most important thing in our life is to stay focused on Christ, stay in his word, stay in a state of prayer. It says in the Bible to pray without ceasing and when you can grab hold of him and keep your eyes locked on him, a lot of the worries and the cares of the world will really melt away. And yes, there are still terrible things that happen in the world and very big devastations that happen in our lives. But when we stay focused on him and him alone, then it's like where you lean in to get your strength. So my prayer for you today is that you know him. And just like that episode we did, I'm so glad you know my Jesus. I love that. It's such a personal way of looking at it. And I my prayer is that you would all have an intimate relationship with Jesus and know the peace that passes all understanding. So I hope you have a great night, great day. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate all of you guys out there, whoever's listening. And if you haven't done so yet, come over to the Facebook group and watch the episodes, which are pretty powerful. And next time you can pass the word. We do have an episode with Sean Lowe, who was on The Bachelor, a TV show about 10 years ago. And he is a Christian man and he has a lot to share. So it should be a great episode for you to pass the word and get people to listen to the podcast so they can enjoy it too. So I hope you have a great night and until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Mm -hmm.